Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Gamer's Guide to Ecology, where I play popular open-world RPGs from an ecological perspective. I'm Jesse D, an avid open-world RPG gamer with a master's degree in ecology and evolution. On today's episode, I answer your questions about ecology in Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey. One quick announcement, I've decided to mix up the format of the podcast a bit. Lots of listeners have said that they wish that episodes were a bit longer, so I'm going to scale back to two episodes per month, uh, one on ecology, plants, and animals uh, in video games, around 30 minutes in length, and the other will continue to be the just chatting episodes, because I've been hearing that you guys really enjoy those. So stay tuned for that change beginning in November. Thanks for sending in your comments, questions, and feedback this month. Let's get to your questions. Question number one. Do you think technology like an animus as seen in Assassin's Creed movies and video game franchise is actually possible? So the animus is a piece of equipment used by Abstergo, a questionable organization in the Assassin's Creed games. And it's a piece of technology that allows a user to relive events that happened to someone in their past or um, in the past. All it needs to do this is a sample of the DNA of the person from the past. So the technicians usually get this from blood or tissue. With the early Animus models, the person inside the Animus had to be a direct descendant of the historical figure. But now in the later games, it seems like they've improved on the technology and you can relive events of people with whom you share no genetic ancestry. However, the methods by which Abstergo obtains the genetic material is definitely questionable. Is this something that might be possible one day in real life? No, likely not, because DNA or our genes don't store any kind of memories like our brains do. Although our DNA can and is affected by our lifestyle and exposure to harmful things like radiation or chemicals, like thinking about cancer for instance, there's no evidence to suggest that our ancestors' memories are available to us through our DNA. The closest we've come to that is the discovery of DNA methylation, which is a form of epigenetics. There are both genetic and non-genetic factors that affect the genes in our cells, and epigenetics is defined as the sum of those factors. Basically, your cells can turn certain genes on or off via a process called methylation, which just makes the gene inaccessible for transcription, and so a certain trait could not be expressed this way. I'm no expert on how, why, or when methylation happens, so I'll have to leave it at that for now, unfortunately. But I do know that things a pregnant person experiences, or does, can affect the epigenetics of their baby in utero. Question 2. Do you think that we are doomed to always put humans first and nature second, like the developers of Assassin's Creed Odyssey did? Cool question, and potentially kind of depressing if you talk about real life rather than video games. If you're talking about video games, I think development is shifting to include more immersive open world games with realistic environments, with their own animals and plants. If you're talking about real life, I hope that people can consider important things like habitat conservation and impacts of humans on the natural world, but that might not happen overnight or all at once. It's definitely something worth fighting for in the future, and if we want our kids or our grandkids to be able to see endangered animals in the wild, like monarch butterflies or the California condor. Question 3. 
Is clumped as opposed to random distribution important when considering species in the real world? And do most animals naturally have a clumped distribution, like in Origins? Species distribution is a population ecology concept. Distribution is defined as the spatial arrangement of organisms in their geographic range and is usually examined at a local scale. So at a small scale like a few hundred meters, distributions of individuals within populations can be random, regular, or clumped. And when you zoom out on a larger scale, like starting at several kilometers for instance, individuals within a population are clumped. So really the answer to your question depends on the scale that you're looking at. A random distribution is when individuals within a population have an equal chance of living or being found within an area. A regular distribution is when individuals are uniformly spaced. And a clumped distribution is when individuals have a higher probability of being found in some areas compared to others. Interactions between the individuals within the population and the structure of their physical environment govern the distribution of a population. For example, individuals can attract, repel, or ignore each other, and these interactions in conjunction with the physical characteristics of their environment and the location of resources contribute to their distribution. Thanks for joining me for this four-part series on ecology in Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey. For November, I'll be playing the award-winning Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Thank you so much for listening and writing to me on Twitter. It's been great reading your messages, feedback, and questions. If you'd like to support the podcast, click the follow button on whichever platform you're listening today and download new episodes as they come out. Your support means that I can buy more open world and RPG games and keep making episodes about in-game ecology. You can also find me on Twitter at J and support the podcast at Scientific Canada on Patreon. Thanks for tuning in. Hope to catch you next time. Podcast art is by Lara LeBlanc, and theme music is called Rain Song by Brett Eagleston. You can hear more of his music at bretteagleston.bandcamp.com.